Welcome to Raised on It, episode numero ocho. Eight already? Eight. Wow, time does fly. It really does. We're officially in like legitimate peak fall season. PSL, it's October. All that good stuff. October baseball. October baseball. Go Brew Crew. Football, NFL, college football. The NBA starts in two weeks. Oh, by golly, what a it time is to be alive! The best month for sports. Agreed. It's either October when all three sports are kicking off, and yeah. if you're a hockey fan, I think hockey starts soon. Don't quote me on it. So I think this Yikes. is the best. Otherwise, April, March, April, where you, as long as there's baseball on, it's you have opening a good day, month. the NBA finals, yeah, the NCAA, end of March the NCAA tournament. College Masters. baseball, softball. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, we don't really need the summer. We just. Ah, oh, we need summer. Okay. But anyways, what else happened? Hope this you fall? enjoyed our podcast today, folks. Ding yeah. ding. So a few weeks ago, Miss Carrie Underwood dropped her latest album called "Cry Pretty." And Damn, it's, it's amazing. Damn. It as good as she is. Not that I'm surprised that it was really good, but it's. It's on, it is her best album. Right. I'm convinced. And it, it blows my mind that she's able to like take it to another level. Another level. Yes. And try new things and have it is a little bit of a different sound. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds different than uh anything else you're kinda hearing in country music at the time. Right. And like different than than Carrie's on in the past, but you still recognize it as a Carrie. Yeah. It's still her. Like she's not changing anything about herself, but it had more of like a, a R and B kind of feel to it, I felt. Yeah, like a country, I wouldn't even call it a country pop, but yeah, like a country R&B. Bluesy a little bit. Bluesy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fun album. It is I so enjoyed good. It. But you know what I always find interesting? I always, at least for like a lot of artists, I feel, the songs they release or like the first ones they choose are never my favorite. Like I like the song Cry Pretty, but it's not like my favorite one on the album. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's not my favorite on the album either, but... I see why it was released. I get it, but... Yeah. I... Th- I think it's one of her best singles she's released ever, but really? yeah, hmm. but I was having this debate with my buddies in the group chat and my one buddy who's a big country fan. He's like, I don't think cry pretty's like that good of a song. He's like, I I turn it off when it comes on the radio. I'm I probably like, would too, to be honest. Just cause it's overplayed already. Or? Yeah. It's just not, I'm in a car. It's not, that's fair. It's not my car jam. Um, Southbound is my car jam. Southbound is my treadmill jam. Oh, there you go. It's so fun. It's such like a. I hope she releases it like next summer. Yeah. To just like show up the boys of country and be like, look at this fun song that I can do. Well, I think ESPN has used it for some college football really? coming back from commercials or kicking off. I want to say it's ESPN. It's either ESPN or CBS. Um, they've used that oh, one I didn't know so that. far. And it's, uh, part of me wants to say it's ESPN, but it also might be CBS because CBS does the SEC conference. And I think, I mean, Southbound. Southbound. Like, that makes yeah. sense. But, yeah. That's so they've... Yeah. Last year, they were using Taylor Swift's new stuff. Mm. So this year, All maybe right. it's Carrie Underwood. So I like it. I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, a big fan of her, like, latest single, too, Love Wins. That's a good one. That's fun. It's just a... I can't, can't hit the notes she hits, but I... Damn if I'm going to try. try. Yeah. 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 No. And I think Carrie's one that she... There's many artists when they try to address 
a tragedy, current events, politics, you know, everyone hold hands together, yada, yada. And this is personally, I think a lot of times it comes across as forced and cheesy, Mm -hmm. but with Carrie and that one, it comes off as authentic and it's a good, it's a very good song. I know some people were talking about the song, like The Bullet and about like gun violence. And so I was watching, she was on like uh, Bobby Bones radio show. And he asked her about that. And, like, I don't know why, but, like, I never saw it in this light. She's like, you know, there's so many people that have been infected. If it's a a fallen police officer or someone in the Army, like, a bullet doesn't just have to be, you know, a a mass shooting. And so, like, to hear Carrie's side of it, it's kind of like, yeah, Carrie's not one to come out there and, like, preach and be like. No. And the song is literally not political No, and all. Oh, all these reviews all. were saying it was. And I was like, what are you listening to? If, if you think it is, you're actively searching out, how am I going to make this political? And how am I going to turn this into a rage tweet? And how am I going to get offended by it? Right. I mean, that's right. the case with everything nowadays. But True. I mean, that song's not. It's not. Not at all. That's one of, her, that's one of my favorite ones on the album, too. Mm-hmm. But so which one is your favorite? Um, ooh, well, at the moment, Love Wins, um, Ghosts in the Stereo okay. is also kind of a fun one. Um, and, oh, um, oh, what is it called? Low. Okay. Because that one, I was like, what? And she turns like low to lonesome. And I was like, that's cool. That is good. I like, uh, End Up With You. Oh, that is a fun one. But my favorite. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Backsliding. Yes. It is honestly so it her album got released November or September fourteenth. I'm gonna be curious to see at the end of the year when my Spotify like <laughs> year track comes out, like which songs you listen to the most. That I have a feeling is gonna crack wow. the top five. Wow. Yeah. Just in the last few months of the year. Yeah. It'll Impressive. do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But no. It's a good song. It is yeah, and it's such a different sounding one for her mm-hmm. too. It's yeah, that R and B. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, but it's it's a really it's a really cool song. It feels like every song has like this church gospel choir in the background, or should yeah. it has that that spirit to it. And I also like the song Kingdom, um, mm, kind of just yes. like discussing you know her life and and then like you know after her album was released, like this all comes out with her you know oh, personal right. you know tragedies like her her struggles you know with getting pregnant and stuff, and you're like. Oh my gosh! Like, we're here. We are complaining. Where's new Carrie Underwood music? We just want new Carrie. Right. And you're like, okay, so that's a good point. There's more going on. That's a very good point. They are human too, and they deal right. with just as much crap as anyone else. Okay, this might get a little off topic. Let's go for but it. But this interview with her, um, they like went to her hometown of Chicago, Oklahoma, and they're interviewing her and like what it means to come back. And she's like, "This is home. I sleep when I'm here." Really? And then everybody was like, what? She's like, you know, I you know, I have a home in Nashville, but when I'm here, I sleep and I, I sleep good. Really? And I just think that's it's, so interesting. She's such like a huh. homebody, you know, she's this yeah. mega star. But she can come home and just let it all That's go. true. So I just thought that was kind of That's interesting. very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know some people were when yeah, when that came about her, you know, having you know, multiple mar- miscarriages and just a difficult last year or two. People are like, oh, she's doing this as a publicity stunt and this and that. I'm like, really? You think... Do you know her? Do like- you, yeah. A, do you know her? Do you really think she'd be the type to use something as 
tragic and sad and personal as that. Right. And the fact that she's telling us a year and a half later, or I mean, you know. She doesn't need it. Right. Exactly. And I see it too. Exactly. Anywho, any other thoughts on Carrie? I'm just glad she's back. Are you going to go see her? I really want to. Yeah, I think I should. I'm, yeah. That's, that's going to be a good tour too. Like, yeah. Maddie and Tay, Runaway June. That'll be a fun. The 360 one. whole thing of it is what's really intriguing to have her like be in the middle of it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably going to go. Okay. We see you go. there. See ya. <laughs> There's too many concerts, too many people to see. Not enough money in my paycheck. That's why we work. That's why we work. Anyways. So, anyways, so this week our focus is going to be on duets, and we're not talking about duos. We're talking about duets. So two different people singing a song. Wow. Just Webster's wanted to, Dictionary. Just wanted to clarify Thank in case you. there was confusion. So no, we're not going to rank Dan and Shay Montgomery Gentry. That would have been really funny if we each came with like a separate different. agenda today. <laughs> I don't know why I waited five minutes before it's the show okay. to like say, hey, is just making sure we're on the same page. That's no, all good. So you were um, telling me that you're looking more at old school duets. Yeah. So I'll kind of go down the list here and you just feel, just chime in as we go. I know we, we kind of did things a little different. I think that's perfectly fine too. Um, so one duet that stands out as perhaps one of the first. I'd call them, oh, it's not one of the first blockbuster ones, but in the modern-ish era, which I would call the 90s. <laughs> uh, our era. Our era. Is in 1993, Reba and Vince Gill did The Heart Won't Lie. Mm. Uh, it was number one for two weeks. Fun fact, originally Kenny Rogers and Reba were planning to cut the song. Mm. However, they couldn't get their voices to sound right, to match right. Wow. Which, yeah, it's kind of I'll like... I'll blame Kenny on that huh? one. Who can't... Yeah, that's, I mean. that's what I was trying to figure out, too. So, anyways, kind of forgot about it. And then Reba asked for it later and wanted Vince on it for backup vocals. And someone's like, nah, I mean, he'd be good for backup, but you should really have him sing... <laughs> Vince sing backup. It's Vince Gill. <laughs> yeah. So, eventually, he sang more than backups. Um, but he did... It's a... The video, Reba is the queen of music videos. She's amazing. She, I haven't oh, seen this one though, so. Oh, you should. It's good. It's not as good as this next one that I'm going to sh- I'm gonna talk about with Reba, but it's, you're watching back. I'm like, wow, she was like, some of this stuff, I'm like, this is impressive. You can She's, see why she like had her own show. Like she is oh, acting yeah. chops, right? You know? Yeah. So in this one, it's um, her and Vince Gill are like. The lovers or whatever, but they're in, I want to say, some sort of military training, oh. Air Force, Army, whatever, and he's the, her boss or her- Commander. The guy who's always yelling at her. and oh. Yeah. So it's one of those, um, but great song. Scandalous. Yeah. It was a four-day shoot, and Vince Gill said, if you ever make me do a duet with you again, I am not doing a music video. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that one. Wow. Uh that was right after this one. Um, same year, I believe. Um, Reba and Linda Davis, who is Oh my god, this is my like favorite. Is it really? Oh, I love this song. So does he love so you? So many good covers of it too. Nineteen ninety-three oh. won the Grammy for Best Country Collaboration and CMA Vocal Event of the Year. Have you seen the music video for this one? Mm. I don't think so. Oh my Maybe. gosh. 
I I want to ruin it for you. Go ahead. So basically, you know, it's Reba and Linda. They're you know fighting over this guy. Right. One's married. One's the girlfriend. Reba's married. Yeah. Linda's the girlfriend. So it goes back and forth. The video ends with Reba singing in a bush down by the water. She sees Linda walk down the pier, hops on a boat with her husband, and they're sitting there. They turn it on. They drive away, and then boom! No way! The boat blows up. What? Yes. I, I, Damn. I was, I was the other night I was watching that, I'm like, Wow. At a girl Reba. Reba. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what? So, mm, that song, Reba and Kelly Clarkson. I mean, it's been covered by so many people, but her, those two sang it. Was it oh, the yeah. ACMs or whatever? And it's just like when they hit that like second bridge and it's just yeah. different key change, you're like, mm, let's go. Oh, it's such a good song. Right. So dominant. And, well, just in case people are wondering, Linda Davis is. Hillary Scott, the lead singer of Lady Antebellum's mom. Yes. Um, it's kind of surprising as good a voice as she has that she, like, I know. never, but... She's more of a songwriter, I yeah, feel, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, Can I interject one of my old school yeah. like favorites, which is, Let's like, do old it. school? This is 1983. Holy cow. Islands in the Stream by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Oh, I... It's one of my jams. It's not on my list, but I don't know why I missed it. It's kind of an iconic song. It is. It really I, is. I really have always liked it. I, Carrie and Jimmy Fallon just sang it on the Tonight Show. Do they really? Yeah, ah, yeah. I need to go watch that. So I don't know it's just one of my favorites. Just a fun song. Another one on my list here was uh, Dolly did a rendition of "I Will Always Love You," and let's see here, who did she have? Well, on she was it? the first one. She was the first, oh. right? She was the first one, but she did a rendition with I think Vince Gill. Oh. So I want to say, look at my notes here. I want to say back in. 96 ish or yeah. so. She did, she re released it and had him on it. And yeah. I should listen to that. That must be mm. one more Reba one. I'm going to count this as a duet with so, Brooks and Dunn. With Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. That's a duet. Yeah. If you see him, if you see her, they both released it on their albums as a song. And yeah, two weeks of number one in 98. It's just a classic. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a classic between. Two classics. Right, yeah. Basically. Their voices are really good together, too. I feel mm-hmm. like Ronnie and Reba's complement each other. Right. Very well. Um, big one, maybe the biggest one, people argue, of country music happened in 05. 05? Oh, well. It's covered endlessly. 05. Let me, I don't have it in my notes here, I don't think. Oh, you probably do. Maybe. Whiskey Lullaby? Oh, yes. I yeah. I don't even think that hit number one, though. It was the uh, one CMA song of the year in 2005. As long as we're on that. Yeah. Did you know any background on that, how the song came to be? It's pretty deep and dark. dark. I'm guessing, well, well personal obviously. experience. <laughs> it wasn't come from a joyful right. experience. Yeah, it's not a lullaby. No. <laughs> or not one you... And see, like, I remember, like, hearing that song as I was growing up, and I wasn't a fan of it because I was... 11 and didn't really care to listen to song lyrics. I just like fun songs. And now I listen to them like, wow, yeah, it's, but I could totally see. I mean, so we would have been what 10, 11, 12 mm-hmm. around then. This, just the sound and like the musical instrumentals. Yeah. It is a depressing. It is. The music sounding. video is depressing as yeah. well. Yeah. Overall, it's sad. Sad. Yes. Um, 
So a fellow by the name of John Randall wrote the song. He was going through a tough time. He was just recently got divorced and dropped from his record label. Oh, no. So, yeah, he began boozing and sleeping around and do all kinds of bad stuff. And his manager told him, quote, every now and then you got to put a bottle to your head and pull the trigger, which is very dark and not advice that I would ever give friends. But that advice gave him inspiration. I don't know. I need to start thinking what I But that's that's the $100 million line that I'm sure made him plenty rich and yeah. 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 So that's dark. That is. Wow. Okay. Anyways. (laughs) On that note. On that note. (laughs) um, So what other ones do we have? What are their favorites? We talked about... I think on our first podcast, or one of the first ones, we did Tim and Faith. Mm. I mean, those two are just... Iconic. In their own league, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't have to go through them all, but, I mean, It's Your Love was, I think, their first one. Let's Make Love. Yeah. Like, we never loved it all. Speak to a Girl. It's just they've... They raised the whole album yeah. together, I mean. That's true. Yeah. Uh, but then, like, T-Mac, man, he can just roll with the best of them. <laughs> what... Um, with Nelly over, over and, and over. over. I mean, that was kind of like, oh, what's this country guy doing in, in Nelly's song? And it was cool. Like, it worked well. It, it sounds it sounds really good. It sounds awesome. It's good. And I feel like maybe that was one of the first that kind of like opened people's eyes, maybe like not controversial, but it was like, mm-hmm. what are you doing straying from the country music sure. world? You know? And now it's like, it's in the norm from like Marin Morris and Nile to like Flora Georgia Line and... Backstreet Boys or BB Rexa, like yeah, Thomas Rhett, Nick Jonas, like it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. No, um, oh, well, we just lost my train of thought here. So no, Tim McGraw, Nelly, Neil's one of my favorite singers too. No one knows this song, but on Neil's album Red, Tim joins them for a song called "She Is," wow. and it is a phenomenal song. If you're a fan of vocals, if you're a fan of Tim, if you like. The mid two thousands, late two thousands R and B of Usher and Neo and Mario and a little pre hip hop Chris Brown, perfect combination of the two. So that's another one to check out. That's him. I was also a big fan of uh, Jennifer Nettles and, and John Bon Jovi. Yes. Says you can't go home. That I love that. And the music video, it, like it was for like Habitat for Humanity or whatever. They're building houses, and it was just like it's so cool and. I think he released it like just himself and it's just not the same. Like you need that Jennifer Nettles, that, mm-hmm. that flair in there. I, I, that was a, one of my favorite duets. I got to see that might be my trivia question. Sorry. No. Ruin it. Wait, what, what did you say? I was kind of tuning up, freaking out. <laughs> so it was originally supposed to be with a male singer. Oh yeah. That's my trivia question. So let that think about it. John, oh. John Bon Jovi was originally going to sing it with oh, a male country singer. Familiar, but I don't know who. Okay, we'll say sorry. that for trivia. Sneak peek. All right. Um, so when we were talking about Reba and Linda Davis, yes, it was such like a powerful like female female song, and I feel like we had to wait almost like twenty years for another one in Something Bad by Carrie and Miranda. Oh yeah. 
And I think like it was cut off Miranda's album, and she, I remember, she said something like she was so nervous to ask Carrie. Yeah, I, I was like, that too. you're both superstars, like in this genre, and it's like, why didn't this happen earlier? Like, why don't we have duets from like Faith Hill and Martina McBride? Why, you know, why, why? It might be because it's e- it might be easier to record music now than it was 20 years ago. Where, I mean, right now we're doing a podcast in a bedroom in the middle of nowhere almost. Yeah. So maybe it was a little more difficult coordinating schedules, but you're right. Still, I feel like... It- I think that song too, originally someone... It was supposed to be a male vocalist with Miranda, but yes, I think she, she like, like wanted to change it. She's yeah. like this would be a really fun like woman empowering song, which it is. I mean, they used the tune for the Sunday Night Football theme That's last right. year. That's right. So, question for you: This is a toss up. Okay, I would argue two of two of the biggest, most well known party duets, country singers. So two different duets here. I would argue top five most recognized duets, maybe even songs, in 2003. Which one would you prefer? Is it Five O'Clock Somewhere, Alan Jackson and Jimmy Buffett, or Beer for My Horses? Beer for My Horses. Toby Keith and Willie Nelson. Yeah. Beer for My Horses. Yeah. Both. They're both so good. Yeah. Five O'Clock Somewhere is like a. Yeah, cheers. It's five o'clock. Let's lay on a beach and have a drink and beer for my horse. It's like, let's go. That's true. I the feel music it. video's pretty yes, good. Yeah. Toby's always good at that. Uh, so not that this makes one or not the better, the best. Beer for my horse has spent six weeks at number one in 2003. Five o'clock somewhere spent a total of nine weeks, including eight in a row at number one. Wow. CMA for vocal event of the year. Really? But it's just crazy that both those songs... I think Five O'Clock Somewhere came out in the spring, early summer, and then Beer for My Horses came right after that. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're both good songs. They're they're fun duets. Kind of like, I mean, when they came out, Toby Keith and Alan Jackson were like at the top of their game, and like Willie and, and Jimmy, you know, they were the generation before them, per mm-hmm. se. And now it's like, we need someone to duet with Alan Jackson. I mean. Yeah. Or George Strait. Garth. Yeah. Those right. kind of guys. Yeah. I think that would be cool. So you'd mentioned Brad Paisley already and Dolly Parton. And mm-hmm. that, oh. their duet is honestly probably my favorite is it? duet of all time. That's it, a good one. it honestly might. It's a fun one. It's probably my, not, not fun. that I have a, yeah, not that I have a top five or top 10, but that might be one of my favorite country songs of all time. When I get where I'm going, mm-hmm. it's just so good. It's so good. Like they didn't need much else other than their voices. Right. And Brad's just a guy that's super underrated. He is. Super underrated. I know. You don't, when you mention. He's not just like the nationwide guy anymore. (laughs) No. When you mention like, you're like, oh yeah, there's Tim and Kenny and Keith. Like you never say Brad, Brad. even though he definitely belongs in there. Yes, absolutely. So anyways, that's my little soapbox. My, um, I have a really obscure like favorite duet and it's. With Eric Church and Keith Urban, Raise Them Up. They released it, but I feel like it never got the recognition it deserves. It's a great... With, with Miranda? No. What? No? Uh-uh. Okay. Raise Them Up, Keith Urban, Eric Church. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Anywho. But I just, I really like that song. And if you don't remember it, you should just take a listen. Because it's like a, a simple song. Reminds me of like the like a Dolly Parton, uh, Brad Paisley duet. 
And it's just, I'm really angry it didn't get the recognition it deserved. That's odd that between those those two, yeah. that it didn't take yeah. off. Yeah, I don't know. I, it took off to me. I really enjoy it, so. Um, one of the bigger ones is, I would say it's Jason Aldean and Kelly Clarkson oh, came yeah. together. That wasn't even supposed to be released. As no, a they, right? They just sang they at sang an at award some show. Award show. Mm-hmm. I think what do I have? CMAs in 2011. Yeah. Which is weird. Like, why would they just sing that there and not have? I don't know. Oh, we're gonna do this, this one time. This isn't gonna take off at all. Like, someone had to know this is gonna happen. We're just gonna do this once, and that'll be it. Yeah. Well, then it's on both their albums. I think. Yeah, that's what it I said. think so. But that's a killer song too. Mm-hmm. No, like I was reading, Jason. Um, well, yes, yeah, so they performed the CMAs, and it was so well received that radio stations were basically demanding that that would be his next new single. I'm like, okay. Good thing it was. If hundreds of radio stations are demanding this to be my next single, like, yeah. well, they're going to play it quite a bit. So, Right. Yeah, I wish this duet, you never saw him perform live, which kills me because I really like the song, uh, Setting the World on Fire, Kenny Ooh, and Pink. Yeah. I always want to see a live performance of it because, because I know he's so good live and I know she can mm-hmm. sing anything. That's an interesting combination. Right. I know. I don't even know how that got together. I'm no. glad it did. And it was like a huge success for him. Sure. But even like the music video, he's not in it. She's not. No. Like. It's, I think it's interesting whenever you have, especially these country crossovers to pop or rap or whatever, that there is that mutual respect mm-hmm. and admiration between the two. I mean, Tim McGraw and Nelly, like right. Nelly has to know it. Tim's a cool, too cool dude. Tim's right. king of country, and Tim has to know. Oh, Nelly's a, a superstar. Yeah, they respect each other's craft just because it's different music doesn't mean it's not good or they're not good at what they do. Um, which brings me to the next point of CMT Crossroads Ooh. being like the best thing to ever happen to CMT. I feel because definitely. Not only do they sing together, but there's like interviews between. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching, and I mean, it's worth your time. Sarah Evans and Maroon 5 were together. It was amazing. Really? Yes. Recently? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> like back before like her career kind of took a lull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just like they talked beforehand and he's like, I don't know if this is what I want to do. You know, I want to settle down, have kids and stuff. And, and it's like, Adam Levine. Yeah. And I'm that. like, okay, here he is with two kids on the voice making music. Yeah. Oh he's really gosh. slowing down. But yeah, that was a good one. I mean, you had a uh, crossroads with like Travis Tritt and Ray Charles did one together. Uh, Martina and Pat Benatar, Casey Musgraves, Katy Perry. Uh, and the latest one, Brett Eldridge and Megan Trainer. Ooh. Yeah. They're just solid. And I think it's really cool because it shows the different side of country. And then mm-hmm. and I think it takes off some country fans like, why are you singing? But it's like they sing each other's songs. I don't think it's that Right. Big you can't show. expect, I mean, if you only listen to country, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But you can't expect all these singers to only listen to country. Yeah. Where do they get their inspiration from? Right. Yeah. And there is so much mix and matching and blending, especially, I mean, artists grow up and say, oh, I was influenced by Michael Jackson and Garth Brooks. And you're like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Exactly. And that's going to be reflected in their music or their crossovers. Um, Did you watch Luke Holmes crossover recently with Liam Bridges? Oh, no. Phenomenal. What I did here. 
good stuff about it. Well, and then even, was it CMT Music Awards they performed again too? Mm-hmm. Like I think so. On Broadway or whatever. I remember I watched that. That was amazing. Yeah. I think it's great how Backstreet Boys got into that. <laughs> With you can thank country music for like resurrecting Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And it's a good song too. It's not a it's not something where oh they're only playing it because it's FGL and Backstreet Boys. Right. It's a good, it's a good song. song. Oh, the best ever was was it the ACMs when they performed or CMAs. <laughs> Tim McGraw was the biggest fanboy. <laughs> yeah. And it was just one of the coolest oh, moments. Oh my gosh. Everyone goes kind of crazy because everyone knows Backstreet Boys and you know, it was just Yeah. When uh BK and um, Tyler. Tyler started like dancing, dancing. <laughs> and that that is a gif on Twitter and yes. on, out there in the web of Tim just pointing and I he mean, was like oh my boys he looked like a 12 year old yeah yeah wow. absolutely it was great we were all epitomized what Tim was so. that was so good any others that come to mind going um, through the years another Kenny one you and tequila Oh, yeah. Which was actually written by uh, Dina Carter, mm, Miss Strawberry Wine. Interesting. Um, what else? Walk Away Joe. You a fan of that one? Trish Yearwood and Don Henley of the Eagles. Oh, I like the song. I guess I didn't realize it was a duet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I didn't check it out, but allegedly, I believe it's true, Matthew McConaughey plays the male lead in the music video. Oh, hey. It's a little teaser, a little I'll encouragement to go it. watch it. Um. And two other ones that jump out to me as far as like the late '90s, Sarah Evans' first number one song was this duet with Vince Gill, "No Place That Far." Oh, that's such a good song. Yeah, that I'm was, just I'm listening to it in my head. Right, that was if I had to run. Uh, yeah, I think they're in the tr- in like a woods oh. or something during the middle of the music video. Mm, that's a good one. But that got hurt. Yes. Her first number one, at least. Thank you, Vince. And then one of, it's a, it's pretty, I don't know if it's as popular anymore, but a wedding song is Clint Black and his wife, Lisa Hartman. Oh, when I said I do. I say I. Yeah. Yes. Clint's another one that we don't talk enough about. We should talk think. more about Clint. We should have to talk more about Clint. Yes. Um, oh, so um, uh, two things. As you were focusing more on, the past, I was thinking closer. Um, there is a, at the ACMs a couple of years back, uh, a Dan and Shay and Nick Jonas oh. arrangement where they did like chains and nothing like you. And I was watching it and it amazing. I didn't, I forgot about that. It's so their chain, lit. The, the chains part was ridiculous. Yes. Because I mean, obviously Shay is ridiculous and Nick can hit yeah. those high notes. And they're best buds, too. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. But the top duet, one of my favorites, at least. You're going to kick yourself. You better have this. Like recently? Current? <laughs> kind of. It was never released as a duet, so maybe that's why. Oh, guaranteed I know. Yeah. Carrie Underwood? Yeah. Sam Hunt? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Grammys. So they did like a mashup of uh, Take Your Time and then Heartbeat, which he actually like sang on the album with her. And apparently, like, um, you know, the UK has, like, the C2C, like, country-to-country thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there's duets of them singing that there, too. But the really? Grammy performance was so fire. It was, like, six minutes of pure joy. And for a moment, you wish that, like, neither of them was married. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it was so good. They, they, had good, they had good chemistry or good 
stage stage presence yeah, or way yeah. to act it out. Mm-hmm. It's hard to that video is hard to find. Like, I know. It's not on YouTube. You have to do a Google search. Oh, you can find it on YouTube. There's just like a drunk man singing along. Oh, so no. I mean, there's that. Oh, you can find like a a higher quality one. It's probably on page 13 in Google search results or something. Oh, I mean... Uh, I had to go down the rabbit hole for that one. And I don't get why. I know. Like, why did that not just, like, take off? Was I the only one watching? I, I don't mean, watch the Grammys, but I watched it for that. Like, they don't do everything for money, but I'm sitting there and I'm <sighs> thinking, like, okay, Sam Hunt probably hasn't had a song off for a while. Right. Same with Carrie-ish. I'm like, man, if they would just recut this, give Sam a little bit more... Yes. Like, give him the second verse... Release it, drop it as a single. Golden. Bam. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the digital. I think they would just, the number of plays and spins. and Right. Yeah. So that's like my biggest That has a regret, good one. But that's that's one of my faves. What else you got? What else? Um, let's see here. One of my favorite songs. When you're at a local establishment and there's some country tunes bumping and there's an empty dance floor. You go request party for two. Oh yeah, hang from the chandelier. Yeah, it's a Sh- fun one. Shania and Billy Currington. I forgot who's on the pop version, but that song made her a ton of moolah. Yes, that was like one of his first like, hey, welcome, yeah, welcome to the world, kid. Here's mm-hmm. a duet with Shania. Um, two little factoids here. Meant to be. It's ridiculous. Oh, isn't it? It's a good ridiculous and a bad ridiculous. So it's, it was number one for the last three weeks in 2017. And it has been number one on Billboard for country every single week this year. It's not that good of a song. I mean... <laughs> it is, but like there's yeah. been better ones. I mean, like I don't You know. look back at like the 90s and early 2000s, when you look at the top songs of those years for Billboard, right. and you have like... Some of Garth's best, some of George Strait's best, you know, Faith Hill Shania. Their number ones are up there. If they get a month, like three or four weeks right. of number one, you're like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Like there's just a ton of great songs and there still are, but it's kind of frustrating and yes. odd that. Yeah. I mean, don't we get sick of it after a while? That's the, I think that's the cool thing is that it, you don't. Right. You know? No, that's true. Last year's body like a back road and right and yeah I mean good music is good music and so that's when people rip on FGL it's like they don't care no <laughs> like they do no, it just fine no um, one of my favorite duets though is what ifs yep and when I heard Kame's album I was listening to it so this is probably two years ago then the song was last year so early 2017 late 2016 maybe mm-hmm. um. Listen to the album and what ifs was on there and it said featuring Lauren Elena. I'm like, wow, why don't they release this as a song? Like as a single. <laughs> like it's so good. Yeah. And then it just took off. Yeah. Um in both of their careers. Yeah. And on it what I was reading is Kane said that originally it wasn't gonna be a duet. It was just gonna be that. I'm like, okay, I mean I kinda get it. But then when someone like threw that idea out there that it should be a duet, he's like, It needs to be Lauren. Yeah. And even more amazing is it wasn't even going to make the album at first. It was just fans on social media that had seen him perform, you know, in some smaller venues maybe that he cut it or some YouTube videos of it. And they were like, you need to include it. So he did. And wow. yeah, it's good. He it did. makes you wonder like, yeah, how many songs out there? Like imagine if it was a duet instead of a single. 
Right. You know, I just like, how much better could it get? Yeah. And then you think who would be like the right. one to throw on there. That's a good question. We should have come up with that too. We should have. That's, that's hard to do with the spur of the moment. Here. Yeah. I have to like, oh, that's a good song. Oh, Carrie should sing on it. I mean. Yeah. Um, speaking of Carrie, Brad and Carrie. Oh, remind, remind me. me. That's a good one. That's another good one. Let's see here. I think I've hit all of mine. I got uh, some others. Reba and Kelly Clarkson. Because of you. Because of you. Yeah. See, there you go. Perfect example. Thank you. Just Kelly as a single, super powerful. Mm-hmm. You add Reba to it, music video, fantastic, by the way. Yeah. It just takes it Dynamite. to another level. Yes. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Such you a good song. Two of the best to ever sing it. Right. Yeah. Um, we forgot about, uh, I like this one, music video as well, Craving You, TR and That is good. Marin. Yeah, I had that, and there's some more recent ones. Mm-hmm. That was a good combo. Uh, Tim and Kenny, rock star. You know a fun fact about that? That's not so fun for those guys. It didn't do so hot? No. <laughs> it's not a great song. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean... And the music video is so dull. I mean, yeah. I think they kind of thought, oh, we're both superstars. Just because they both, like, rode on a horse in New York That's together. what should have been the music video. Right? Oh. They should have recreated the exact they same thing. Have. Of them, they hop on the horses and they ride into the arena oh. on stage in front of a sold out crowd yes. and sing from the horses. But yeah, it was actually, it debuted at 16, Not which bad. is Kenny's highest debut ever. Really? But it's pretty much Word. where it peaked. <laughs> it peaked at 11. It didn't even get to top 10. Wow. It was the first time in X amount of songs or whatever yeah. that Kenny didn't have a top 10 like, you know in a row. What's a better one than that? It's Brad and Keith start a band. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a good one, too. I like that jam. Mm-hmm. That one. Brad has a bunch of good duets. Brad? And old like him with Demi, yeah. Oh, Demi. Forgot about that, yeah. too. Yeah, Old Alabama. Oh, yes. That's a good one to work in Alabama for that. Let's um, see here. Think of you, Mr. Chris Young and Cassidy Pope. Yes. That's a good one. So good. Huge Cassidy fan. Yes. Her voice is so good. So good. So different, but not like too different, if that makes sense. And he's severely underrated too. (sighs) Right. I saw that he like sold out the Bridgestone Arena and I was like, thank you. Good. He deserved that. Good. Um, Dirks, different for girls. Yes. That was a powerful one. Um, What else we got here? Lonely Tonight, Blake, a solid choice. Yeah. Um, I mean, else? Blake and Miranda, the Pistol Annies. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. One that I don't, I didn't look at how they how it charted, but um, Home Alone tonight with oh, Luke that's and Karen. A good one. That is a very good one. That's I mean, you're talking about some big time right. vocalists there yeah. too. Hmm. Um, Luke should do more duets. Um, the Fighter with Carrie and yes. Keith. That's a fun one. Dirt Road Anthem, another crunchy pop crossover. Jason Aldean and Luda. Oh, yeah, I, mm, yeah. I didn't need the Luda one. Okay, well, it's the best-selling song in uh, country music uh, digital history by a male solo artist. So it's kind of a big deal. That's great. Fantastic. There are a lot of adjectives in what I just said, but <laughs> over 4 million like copies of that single were sold mainly via iTunes. I'm I sure. like that song because it was like the first like rap song I ever learned. If you oh. want to call it that, 
But he says words really quickly. So Fair I'll enough. Yeah. yeah. We'll get, we'll count country rap. Thank you. I was thinking too. Maybe just, that inspired like Sam Hunt in that too. Maybe. I mean, not that Sam Hunt's like a rapper. No, but it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause uh, Jason Aldean was like on, on Ty Chuck and Kelly kind of talking about it and how it was just a, a big kind of leap for him. He's like, it's kind of something different. I didn't know how the fans would respond and it's kind of catapulted his career mm-hmm. to be honest. And yeah. It's a good song. Um, I kind of talked about Marin earlier, Marin and Niall seeing blind. I really like yes. that song. Like she went on tour with him. It was that crossover effect. Um, would you count the middle as a duet? This was Zed. Ugh. You know, no, it's her. Well, uh, no, I wouldn't count it as it's a, a jam, jam though. It is a jam. Okay. But I, I think it's it just Marin. Like, oh, no, no. I like the song. Whew. Don't worry. Okay. Kelsey and the Chainsmokers. Yeah, that's a solid one. Yeah, I like it. Can't get quite on board with it yet. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just weird. It's fine. It takes me a while. Um, I could use some more like Brett Eldridge duets with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of dream duets. Yeah, because that's all I got. So I have seven dream duet pairings. Okay, I have two. So uh I was, I was that I could th- think of. Okay. Because I was going to do three, and I just kept thinking of people. I'm That's like, fine. why don't they do a song together? Yeah. Why don't they do a song together? And I like broke rules here. So my first one is Shay Mooney, and I have it with... Anybody. Literally. I have an A option, a B option, and a <laughs> C option. <laughs> Seriously. So A, I have Carrie. Yeah. Okay. That just was Just because... Mine. I mean, duh. Most dominant vocals yes. in the business by yeah. far. Yeah. Um, B... Daniel Bradbury, just because I think her vocals are out of this world. She can sing anything, um, especially when Thomas Rhett came on her song, yeah, um, Goodbye, Goodbye Summer. Summer. I really think she can sing anything in those two together. My last one is Shay with a male singer. Probably one of the other best vocalists in all of country music. Oh. We're not quite at trivia yet. I mean, okay, I think best vocals in the industry. I think Chris Young and I think Brad Eldridge and I think mm. Shay. Also, I think of Charles Kelly. Okay. Ooh, that would have been a good one. You're on the right track. We're taking a band here, a group. A group. Oh, so Gary. Yes. <laughs> okay, duh. The duh. one who sounds like just like him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would just be curious to see what, and I don't know if it would be a, Dan and Shay and Rascal Flats, like those five together, or if it would just be Shay and Gary. Well, they were just on tour. They had to have done something together. Maybe. Well, Rascal Flats' latest song that came out True. was written, but those, if I couldn't s- you tell? Okay, by the way, sidetrack. When you heard the song, like I knew it was written Did by Did you Shay. see my tweet? No. I tweeted, hang on, filibuster here. Um, but I mean, it sounds like a. Maybe because like their sounds are very similar, but I heard it and I was like, this sounds because uh, Shay and Megan Trainer also wrote, I like the sound of that. Yes. So it had like that kind of feel to it. I'm like, they were just on tour. Like, this just feels like a Shay song. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel like, hmm, it sounds like Shay. Like, I know what my voice sounds like. It's all exactly. good. Exactly. Let's see here. Aaron's scrolling through all his political slash baseball tweets at the moment. I don't, I haven't tweeted that much. Okay. So. 11.56, last week Thursday, <laughs> I tweeted, I'd be curious to know if Dan and Shay had any role in Rascal Flatts' new song, Back to Life. <laughs> it legit sounds like it could be one of their own songs. 
Then I think I saw that after the fact, but literally three minutes later, Shay Mooney tweets, "Honored to have my favorite band record <laughs> another one of my songs." Here's our new single, Back to Life. Mm-hmm. I was just like... Because I saw Hannah had something it. on Instagram. Like You knew it? Yeah. yeah. As soon as you heard it, you're like... So it. good. Yeah. Um, but no, just from the snaps I saw, or snaps, Instagram videos of their tour this summer, there's times when Gary, Shay, and Carly were all singing together. Yes. Which, they sang the middle. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shay and Gary, that's one of them. I'll read off another one because I just have a long list. Go ahead. Speaking of Carly... I'm pairing her with Mr. Brett Young. We saw them in concert oh, together. Yes. Mm-hmm. They sang Whiskey Lullaby. They sang Whiskey Lullaby. They're good He's friends. He's got such a good voice. Mm. Yeah. I don't know what... I, I would definitely record something in that same realm, a slower yeah. ballad. I think that's Carly's strong suit. I think that's his, too. I think that's his, as well. So those two together, they should... I think Carly's working on a new album. She is. He's dropping He's one soon. too. So hopefully ah. they're featured on each other's at some point. That'd be so exciting. But yeah, that's my number two. I'll throw one in here. Uh, this kind of like was spur of like this past week, but and I know I'm late to the party here. Um, Jillian, like I think Jillian Jacqueline. Yeah, Jillian Jacqueline. So I was. Oh, that is a good duet. It's very recent. Hers Her, with Keith, Keith Urban. Yes, yes. right. Um, if I were you. But so like I had heard the song and I like, yeah, okay, it's fine. But I was in my car and it came on and I was like kind of paying attention, not really. And then like it hits the course. I'm like, this is a really good song. And I was like, oh, you know, shoot, this is Jillian. Like, all right, let's go. And like I listened to her song Priorities and stuff like I'm getting more into her, but I really like that duet with Keith. But anyways, my dream duet is her. And Devin Dawson, because Ooh. they were like on tour together or something right now. They were singing, that asking for a friend, crazy. and they sounded awesome together. Oh my gosh, I never thought of that. So that was like my one that I am kind of like hoping for. I kind of like the, you know, the, the up and coming. They're all such like close friends that I feel like they do stuff like on the side. Uh, that maybe we'll never see, but that like they didn't have 20 years ago. You know, you have True. more opportunity to see these, you know, creations come to fruition so that would be another good duet as long as you're speaking to Jillian Jacqueline have you ever heard of the singer I'm probably going to butcher his last name Sammy Ariga Ariaga oh yeah yeah they have a duet called Just Another it's an acoustic just as soon as we're done here I'm going to play it on Spotify okay but super good too and her her voice she's so good yeah Side B her the latest EP or album she dropped Ugh. Yeah, She's no, I can see her talented. killing it. Yeah. Um, I think, who's she on tour with now? I think she's coming She's coming to Wisconsin at some point. She was going to be in Madison, Kip? sold out Not or Kip. something. Maybe Kip. Uh, could be Kip. Because I was say, because Abby Anderson's with uh, like Brett. Eldridge, yeah. 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 All right. I got a few more, and you Bring got it. one more. Well, no, my one more was Carrie and... Shay, so. Oh, okay. On well, to the next one. So, going old school versus new school, even though old school is new school and new school somewhat old school. I got you. I'm following. Gotcha. Yeah. Garth and Church. I don't know what that sounds like, but That's I just know. That's very two different personalities, I feel. Yeah. Totally agree. 
And I don't know because Eric Church made some comments about lip syncing at a an event. Oh, yeah. Well, I th- yeah, I think how was that at one of the award shows? Uh, Garth, Garth didn't. Garth couldn't. Yeah, whatever. He had vocal issues, yeah. whatever. Um, you're right. Maybe that won't happen anytime <laughs> soon. But it I should. Say, it should. I would say like Eric Church and like go back further to like a Clint Black or. Um, hmm. You know, he would have been yeah. real good with like the likes of Merle Haggard or or Willie. You know who we didn't? One duet we're talking about going back. Randy Travis and Carrie Underwood. I told oh, you so. Yeah. That was another one. That's a good one. Maybe him and Randy would have been good. Yeah. Oh, I love Randy's voice. Yeah. That's sad. That is sad. So Garth and Church, probably not gonna happen. But yeah. it should. Could be iconic. Yeah. Four and I guess this, I was just starting to plug in names, but Someone with Miranda Lambert, either... And you tell me which one you think would be better. Okay. Dustin Lynch or Cole Swindell? Dustin Lynch. See, uh, yeah. I would... I th- Cole and Miranda would be good for like an up-tempo one, but I feel like yeah. Dustin and... You put Miranda on like Cowboys and Angels? That's just... That's, oh <laughs> we have the same mind sometimes. Yeah, and it's just... Yeah, that would have been really good. That is honestly the song I thought of. I'm like, oh, yeah. what... Like good female like mm-hmm. voice would go good like good with that yeah so that's one the five and six here this is what I have but as soon as we started this I'm like maybe I should flip those two these are very peculiar pairings but <laughs> maybe not Kid Moore and Marin Morris that they was both my got first like the raspy voice see that's what I was yeah. going for. But then when I name the next ones, I'm like, I should definitely probably have flipped them. Darius Rucker and Casey Musgraves. Because mm. I feel like Darius and Casey would have that traditional soulful. See, sound I would to even it. throw like Kit Moore and Carrie together. I think that would be dynamic. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I just think uh, a little. He's so. So rough around the edges. Yeah. Where I feel like true. it would be an interesting balance to see what they would come up with. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm trying to think of, especially Darius. Darius has got such a unique voice. What, he does. Who, male Martina. Or fe- male or female, yeah. Martina would be good. I think because they sing kind of together in the Forever Country thing. That's true. Wouldn't it be cool to have like a, a Faith Hill, Carrie Underwood? Yes. They, be, they did that at oh, some award show. Who were they honoring? Dolly, I thought. Was it Dolly? And like Martina was up there and Carrie. Mm-hmm. And it was, that was cool. Yeah. Like more of that. Mm-hmm. My last one's very low hanging fruit. It's just not going to reinvent the wheel here after you saw Sam Hunt and Carrie Underwood's performance. I'm keeping Sam and I'm just placing Kelsey Ballerini. Like those, <laughs> uh, that just needs, that needs to be a duet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I want her and Morgan to do a duet. I think. I think there is one, but like I want it as a single. Oh, true. I think in due time. Like, come on. You got to live up to Tim and Faith here. Mm -hmm. Let's go. That's true. Those are mine. Good. I know. You could like play this game all day. For real. And it makes you wonder as an artist or as part of their group or manager how that that goes and how you like, oh, I want so-and-so on this or so-and-so on that. Did we... We forgot some, I feel. Um, there's like the Floor George Line and Luke Bryan one. This is how this we is roll. How roll. 
Um, and didn't Luke and Jason do one together? Mm, or am I just... Maybe. And there was one... Oh, no, I forget who's saying it. You find out who your friends are. I was going to include that, but there's like it's six like, of them. Yeah. Yeah. But it won like vocal event of the year. That's true. Who was it? It was like Tim and Kenny. Um, I think Jason LD on that. Was it Tracy Lawrence? I Tracy think. Lawrence. They think they, I think the first one was Tracy and then uh, Kenny and... Um, um, we just said it. Kenny and... Luke? Jason Aldean? No, no, no. Tim. Tim. Yeah. I think it was those three. There might be some different ones now. Let's see here. Let me look this up real quick. Hmm. Yeah, there's... Speaking of duets, um, we mentioned Tracy Lawrence. I always get Tracy Lawrence and Tracy Bird mixed up, even though I shouldn't. Yeah, it's fine. So... Tracy Lawrence last year put out a greatest oh, hits yes. duets, mm-hmm. and there are some good ones on there. Yep, that's a good album. Um, I think one of the better ones was him and Luke Holmes did uh, "If the World Had a Front Porch." Solid, such a good one. It's a good song overall. Yeah. All right, here I have it up, and I. Let's see here. So it's Kenny, it's Tim, and well, Wikipedia is letting me down. Wow, that would be the first time. That would be the first time. Yeah, I'm not, it's not showing who else is all on here. I feel like we need more Trisha. Like, it'd be cool to have like a, a Trisha and like a, a Miranda or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I would love to see more of like the Tracy Lawrence and Luke Holmes, like yeah, 90s past and, and present, past and present. Yeah, like, for I sure. Would, I would love for like a Martina and Kelsey. Right. Um, yeah. I think like they should do that. Like every award show should have like a flashback or like you know. Right. Even if it's like they could do it every year, twenty years ago or ten years right. ago. This, yes. These are the three or four biggest songs. We're gonna do a medley. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, spaced out. So, yeah, they should put us in charge of award shows. Agreed. And nominations. We'll get that. To, we'll get to that at a future podcast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I have some trivia though for award shows. If we're on to that point of the segment. Oh yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Um, actually, sticking with duets. So we're on trivia. We're we're on trivia, but it's still like duet themed ish. Okay. Um, which so this is a duet by two iconic uh, country stars. It won CMA Vocal Event of the Year in 2000. But basically, um, this song, I don't want to give away the title. Maybe you won't know it anyways, because I didn't. But the song is kind of bashing modern music or modern country and like uh, craving the old traditional. And it was sung by these two very, as men, iconic country stars. Um, I'm going to name three guys, George Strait, Garth Brooks, George Jones. You got one. Which one? The first one. What was the first one I said? <laughs> George, George Strait. Was it like him and Dwight Yoakam? Mm-mm. Sister Alan Jackson. Oh, uh, okay. It's called Death 
uh, of traditional music. <laughs> and um, they kind of, I mean, that was 2000. Oh, gosh. I mean, can you imagine what they're, I mean, I know they're not dead, <laughs> but they're rolling around and they're great. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, ooh, But yeah. that's the thing, okay, 2000, like George Strait wasn't done there. Oh, no. He went on and like had a pretty successful like, you know, 21st century. And even Alan Jackson, he's, right. his stuff in the 2000s. Chattahoochee's I mean, a little. Yeah, or, I mean, he that was another duet, him and Zach Brown band as you're walking yeah, away. exactly. Or it's five o'clock, like, he, yeah, he right. swayed a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, whatever, hypocrites. And that was vocal event of the year or something? CMA vocal CMA event. Vocal. Um, I don't think it, like, did so well in the charts, but they're like, oh, you know, people in business still think it's a great song. Sure. Because, whatever. So that was 2000. Um, what else do I have? Oh, okay. So CMAs are coming up, and it's Brad and Carrie's, I think, 11th year? I think 11th. 11th yeah. year hosting. So they started in 2008. Who hosted before them? Um, male and female? It's kind of a trick question. It's just one person. In 2007. Here, I, it's kind of like a two-parter. Reba. 2007, Reba. there was not a host. Huh? Right? How? What? I don't know. There was no host. Was this like a pre-Siri or like... Before that... I thought... Wasn't Reba a host for She this? was. Yeah. Vince Gill's like the longest tenure. Okay. But before the, the hiatus in 2007, this duo hosted for, I think, three or four years. Sugarland? Mm-mm. Duo. It was like almost before Sugarland. It was like 2002, 2004 or something. Duo? Am I going to be mad when I don't get it? Maybe. Duo. Ah. How many duos were there back in the day? <sighs> what if I say it this way? The duo. The duo. Oh, oh, Brooks and Dunn? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they, they hosted, I think, for three or four years. Before that, it was like Reba, um, uh, Vince Gill. Before that, it was like Vince Gill and Reba came on and, and that. But yeah. Kix is good. I mean, Kix does. Right. Yeah, he's the countdown. personality. But I think that's kind of interesting. It's like, what happens when Brad and Carrie, one of them, say, "Time to hang it up." Yeah. Well, even uh, they didn't. Who did the ACMs this year? Because it used Reba. to be it was Reba, but it used to be. Um, well, it used to be Reba, and then it was uh, Blake and Reba, and then it was Luke and Blake. And then it was Luke and Dirks, Dirks, which I did not like. Yeah. I didn't think they did a good job. So I think they came back to Reba, mm-hmm. which smart choice. Yeah. Who? Okay. So let's say someone says you cannot have Brad and Carrie host the CMAs. Ooh. Who are you going to have host? That's hard because you want like Brad has that personality. Yes. You know, and Carrie's good. Just like go with it. I don't. I I can't see like Miranda doing it. I don't think she's. No. And you still want, like, a guy-girl, I feel, is totally a good combination. Agree. So I don't know. I mean, I could see down the road Thomas Rhett, maybe. maybe. But I could see more of, like, a, oh, someone you need. I don't know. I still think Blake Blake would be a good host. Blake would be good. Yeah. Maybe Blake and Miranda. Anyways. Yeah, I'm sure that would go over very <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. And, well, this one kind of hits close to home. Brooks and Dunn won um, Duo of the Year 
six years in a row. 2007, it was snapped. Who won Duo of the Year in 2007? Oh, Sugarland. Yeah. It's their first Their like, first year. album. Yeah. Um, what songs would that have been? Um, Baby Girl. Yep. Settle In. Settle In. I think maybe. Yeah, they burst onto the scene in a <gasps> so hurry. So good. In a hurry. Um, and I guess I kind of like one more maybe. This surprised me. This group. Oh, I just gave it away. It's too easy now. But anyways, I'll just tell you. 2006, this group had the top-selling album of all genres. What was the top-selling, I guess, group? Group 2006? Yeah. This is past Dixie Chicks era, right? Probably, in their prime, yeah. Rascal Flats? Yeah. Oh, in all genres? Yeah. Huh. I think that was like the, the year of like life as a highway and, and all that. They were just on top of the country wow. world. I was watching a video. They were recently on, maybe not recently, but they're on Bobby Bones. And do you know Gary's daughter's like 16 or 17? And she's legit a really good singer, really? too. Yeah. And so like. Of course. Right. And yeah. kind of Bobby kind of asked him like, oh. And he's like, Gary's like. That's what she wants to do. Great, but I'm not going to push her. Yeah, you know, it's just those guys are so Garrett, like chill. Yeah, they're so down to earth. Yeah. Hmm. All right, bring on the trivia. So I only have two. That's all right. Thank the. So the one I teased about earlier in the show, the song "Who Says You Can't Go Home" by Bon Jovi, was originally going to be a duet with which male singer, but was later switched to a female singer because the male vocals between the two were too close to each other. It didn't jive, allegedly. That's how the story goes. I'll give you three. Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, Tim McGraw. Brad Paisley? Nope. Keith Urban? Yes. That was going to be my first guest, darn yeah. it. Yeah. I know. It didn't seem like a Tim song. No. But, yeah, Keith Urban. I could see that. Their mm-hmm. voice is not clicking. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot to mention one. Keith, uh, Keith Urban, Miranda Lambert, We Were Us. That was yeah. like one of my favorites. That's a good one. Oh, man. Another one was Tim McGraw and Jody Messina, Bring on the oh, Rain. Oh, yeah, I thought of that one today, too. Yeah. My last trivia question, then we can get to the new stuff and throwback. Before it was offered to Alan Jackson, it's Five O'Clock Somewhere was offered to which country singer? I'll give you multiple choices, but I'm going to give you 10 seconds to guess Without it, because if you think of what the song title is, what the theme of it is. Kenny Chesney. Yes. <laughs> you just didn't want it. Yeah. You, I can't see him singing it anyways. I mean, but you I can. I feel like, well, yes, but I feel like maybe he was like, it's too much, like, coastal. Yeah. You know, I could uh, see that. Yeah. And I think you needed someone like a Alan Jacks. I mean. Older. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> him and Jimmy, it, go, it goes yeah, together. Yeah, it does. It really does. Margaritaville. Sweet. So now we're going backwards. So what's your throwback jam? Um, Life's a Dance by John Michael uh, Montgomery. 1992 was his oh, first he, song. He is so good. He's so good. I, yes, so good. I want to say his, he has a son, I think that's uh, Walker, yes. right? Walker yeah, Montgomery. Walker Montgomery. I see him. On Instagram sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, song uh, was written by uh, two guys, 
uh, Alan Shamblin, who also won a Grammy for hit song House That Built Me, Miranda Lambert. Oh, okay. And uh, Steve Seskin. And I believe both of them also combined to create that hit song Don't Laugh at Me by Mark Wills. So, I mean, it's just perfect. I think Steve, you know, he's written for Kenny and the likes of, you know. um, And it only peaked at number four. 1992, number four. Um, The music video was the first time John Michael Montgomery had ever flown on an airplane. Oh, my gosh. He was like 27. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I just like that song. And it's just, it's so simple and it's so sweet. And I feel like it epitomizes the best of like 90s music. Yes. I think he does. So good. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I think mine's song. Mine is also, I got to do math here. Mine is also a 90s song. Yeah. Speaking of '90s, quick plug. You like '90s country by Walker Hayes? Yes. So catchy, and he just weaves everything yes. in there. Shake it, my Delia, queen of my double white trailer. He was on Ty Kelly and Chuck, and he did. Do you know there's a part that he they cut out? No. Yeah, you should go look it up uh, on their page, tykellynchuck.com or whatever. But yeah, there's a bridge where he like freestyle raps, and he fits. Like double the amount yeah. in this time, and it's just it's nostalgia. Like I didn't even know "Blame on My Roots" was in there until I listened to like the fourth time. Yeah, like the very it's, end. It's the last one. Yeah. Right after "Don't Be Stupid." Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of '90s too, Lauren Elena's coming out with like a new like '90s song. Was it like '90s ladies or something 90s like women? that? I'm like, this is exciting. Yeah, I'm glad we're finally all getting to this. I'd be curious because I mean, people look back to like the '70s and '80s as like this era of great music for right. rock and pop. I'm like, I feel like 90s country is that in country yeah, I more so, so than 80s or even like the 2000s. I think right. it's 90s is Yeah, I think so too. Crazy. Um so fun fact, we're recording this on October 3rd. Do I have the date right? On October 3rd, Aaron Burns asked me what day it was. It's October 3rd. I had to. Oh my gosh. Mean Girls Day. And God. it's Wednesday. I'm okay. in search of a new podcast partner. <laughs> um, 20 years ago today, this song hit number one on country radio, spent four weeks there. Very iconic song, but he did not sing it at the concert this spring when we saw him sing it with, we saw him in concert with his wife. Tim McGraw's Where the Green Grass Grows, 1998. We'll never know what it sounds like live. No. <sighs> I mean, I think maybe when we were five and six when we saw him at sure, Milwaukee. Great. Maybe. Yes. So anyways. I'm going to see him when his wife is not on tour. <laughs> Same. It's a great song. It is a classic. Just the. I like that you had to think of that was 90s, 20 years ago. Yeah. Good well, it's, it's been a long day. Okay. It really hasn't, but... I'm not a math major, a comm major. Anywho, new artist, new song. I don't have one specific new artist. I just have three new songs. Okay. Um, two of them are duets, actually, so it fits oh, in perfectly. Good work. First one is Billy Currington's latest. Yes. Bring It On Over. Super catchy. It debuted pretty high on the top 40 country. I think it topped in somewhere in the 30s. So He always has fun songs. It does. Mm-hmm. It's just good. It honestly sounded like... I'm could it sounded like a Thomas Rhett song almost mm-hmm. too. So that's one of them. Ryan Hurd to a T. I'm liking it more. Oh, it's so good. Marin sings the, yeah. the back of vocals. Great, great, great song between them. The last one is 
not as well known. I don't know if it'll become mainstream in, in the U.S. Probably won't, but I think it has a chance to do pretty well in Canada because it features two Canadians. One is Lindsay L. Yeah. The other one is, his name is Tim Hicks. Oh, sure. So the song is The Worst Kind. Um, I would encourage all of you, if you're listening, go check it out on whatever you listen to music. They have a music video together. Their voices go really well together. Um, This week, the song was one of the most added to the Canadian charts. So optimistic. Those Canadians have some good music north of the border. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to say FGL Simple is like their top song. It could be. Instead of Meant to Be. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's such a Canadian thing. But I mean, <laughs> you think about that though. They they released a new song <laughs> and like a bunch of new songs and they Meant to Be just can't get out of the way. No. But anyways. So yes, go check out The Worst Kind, Tim Hicks, Lindsay L, Dynamite. All right, so I have a, a new artist, but then I also have a, an asterisk at the bottom of my page to mention this because I feel it needs to be mentioned, so we'll end with it. Oh, um, my It's a duo, Waterloo Revival. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so they, uh, Cody Cooper and George, I'm not going to pronounce his last name right, Burge, uh, they met in middle school, kind of like did the whole thing, went their separate ways, got back together. They were with Big Machine Records, and they had, like, two singles, and then Jeez, they split way. Keep going. I'm just oh, giving Taylor a shout-out. Okay. And then in 2016, uh, they were signed by Show Dog Nashville, which, a.k.a. is Toby Keith's record label. That sounds like a Toby Keith label. Right? Right. And so, like, they opened up for him on tour because, like, they're good pals. Um, their first song, um, what's it called? What guy wouldn't want a girl like you? Yeah. You know that one that hit the top forty. Um, they just released like a three-song EP uh, very recently, maybe last week. Um, some songs on there: Wonder Woman, Making Waves, and and one I've been kind of jamming to. Not jam, but it's a fun song. Uh, Back to you. Um, I think you know they're a Texas-based group, so I feel like um, Waterloo is is their hometown. So I feel like they've probably have a really strong fan base in Texas, and I'm waiting sure. for them to kind of like hit the Nashville scene if they even want to. You know, they right. may be cool just like... Well, Texas country is kind of its own I feel like it's its own little too. thing, yeah. So so they're fun. I would uh, encourage you to go check them out. But what about Taylor Swift? No, I was just saying when you said, no, it was just me being annoying. But oh, Big Machine. Big Machine. I mean, gotcha. That's Taylor, but... Yeah. All right, and my thing that uh, if anyone has time to check out, Andy Brown, who, if you remember from our UK <laughs> podcast, um, is... is Going country as he's gone country, as Alan Jackson says. Side note, we posted the, like his, we did the UK week yeah. last month or two months ago. We had Annie Brown. And I think in there we had some mention of, you know, he's like transitioning to country. He has some very passionate fans that are adamant, are adamant that it is not a permanent thing and he'll be back with Lawson. I'm just like, Okay, but day one direction gets back together, that'll happen. Right. Okay. Which fine, maybe he will. But he's kind of busy at the moment because not only is he working on like his self uh title or you know, his debut solo album, he also said, Oh, I really like this little movie called The Greatest Showman. Let me cover each and every song and goodness gracious. I loved it. I did too. Well, I didn't love it. I, I liked it. Did you want some more of it? No. Yeah. I listened one time. I may have to go back to it. 
Um, Rewrite the Stars was probably the best one on there. Yeah. I like it. I mean, he definitely took his own spin on it. Yeah. Maybe I just... I, it's okay. I, I like, like it. it. I, I mean, yeah. you you hear the songs just like the way they are so often, so it's fun to like hear a fresh take on it. Fair. Not saying like the original is the best, of course, but like who just like says, you know, I'm not busy. Let's just throw this together. I don't know, it's kind of like creative, I feel. No, I totally agree, especially because it's not like he just covered it either. Right. He did his own, he put yeah. his own spin on it. and Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my... It's a good little plug. Right? What else we got coming up? What else do we got coming up? We got some... Uh, ooh, I mean, Eric Church's album comes out this week. Uh, I'm pretty jacked for it. That'll be good. I'm so excited. Um, T-Max got a new song coming out. Tim McGraw. Sorry, Tim. Yeah. Timmy. Lauren Elena's got her when new song. When you say T-Mac, I think of Tracy McGrady. Oh. Yeah. Play for the Houston... Rockets, okay. Magic... Yeah. Rappers, a bunch of them. We got Russell Dickerson coming up. Yep. Him and Seth Ennis. Yep. Um, and then after that, it's full steam into Chris Lane. And before you know it, it'll be Fillmore. And goodness gracious. Yeah. Brewers will be World Series champions right. at the time. Life will be great. We got Kane Brown's drop, dropping a new album, oh, goodness. I think, this month or early November. His new one, too, is good. Yeah. Homesick. Yeah. that He released another one, too, I think. Oh, short skirt. Short skirt or something. Yeah. Kelsey's re-releasing her album as a deluxe with four new songs. Woo-hoo. So yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, and it seems like Thomas is back in the studio recording. Carly is. Yeah, and, and it's like basically a month away till CMA awards. So, so yeah, November fourteenth. Maybe not the next one, but definitely one of the upcoming ones. We'll make our CMA picks and discuss the nominations and what the. Uh, the panel and the voters. We'll have a very fiery right one afterwards. Yes. Oh yeah, we'll do before and after. <laughs> yes, we definitely will. But uh, yeah, hopefully next time we're talking, the Brewers are in the NLCS or the World Series, right? I'm nervous just thinking about it. Well, don't be nervous. Okay, I won't be. All right. Well, until next time. See ya.